For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Everything Auburn, coming to you live from Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. If you're watching our video segment, you're probably like, what in the world warehouse are you in? I'm actually in the studio in Charlotte in between shows. JK, I'm holding down the fort in Atlanta, and uh, we are here to preview this bowl game for you. The Birmingham Bowl happening next week right after the Christmas holiday. So we figured we'd go ahead and get this episode out so that you can uh, listen to it while you're traveling home for the holidays and then be good and ready for the bowl game come Tuesday morning and 11 a.m. kickoff, which means Jay and I got to be at the field real early that day to work the game. But nonetheless, we're going to get you prepped and ready for this one. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode. But first, you know we got to hear a word from our wonderful sponsor, Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. And they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. If you use our promo code BELIEVE50, which is B-L-E-A-V-5-0, again, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online where the game starts. Honestly, at this point, I don't even know why I read the ad. I'm pretty sure I have it memorized by now, but I just want to make sure I do our sponsors well and uh, justice. But anywho, I feel like Jason could probably recite them at this point, too. He's sitting there like nodding along well, like, yo, we know. <laughs> you know, I just, I just like to listen in. You know, I, I prefer tuning in, but it's OK if I need to read it sometimes, you know. I, can, I should know. let you do the ads yeah, one day. Yeah, okay. People are probably can, hey, sick of me Jason doing Campbell. it. I'm bringing you the ad from Fed Online. <laughs> And this is how we do it. And this is what you're going to get at Bet Online. If you wow. get in here and you do this and that, you have an opportunity to win. Everybody wants cash money during the holidays. Get oh my God. Money. What is happening? 
<laughs> I mean, wow, you sold it better than I ever have. Good gracious. That'll happen next time. I mean, Jay, we've been doing this show a long time. Yeah, yeah, we have. We're like uh, Jalen and Jacoby. Except for it's <laughs> Taylor and Jason. <laughs> I know. It's been long. I was just sitting in here telling some of my coworkers about like, oh, I've got to do this podcast with Jason Campbell. And I was telling them how we got paired together by the network. And I was like, I don't even know how long we've been doing this, but it's it's certainly been a while. About, but time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, time flies when you're getting older. You know, hey, pushing 40 here in another week. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> You really just took a negative spin on that. Time flies no, when you're getting saying. older. When I, was, when I was 18 to 22, I'm walking around the Haley Center and I'm walking around Auburn uh. and I'm eating all this good food and just a college <laughs> student. You don't have to really do much. You just wake up and go to class and work out. Right. And, you know, and now all of a sudden I had no bills to pay. Now you're paying bills and paying property tax and seeing your check get garnished for taxes <laughs> and, you know, all the, all the adult things, you know, so. <laughs> life hits you hard yeah it hits you so then it just feels like you know your parents start getting older and you start getting oh. older you just like oh this is really happening yeah like it happens like, quick happen. it happens quick but hey 40 is the new 30 100 percent. you, you don't you. look a day over i sure appreciate it 35 I somebody, <laughs> somebody me the other day in the mall they said hey hey you, how old are you i said mm, what, how old do you think i am uh, about 32 Got it. Yep. Right there. <laughs> I got it. My workouts are paying off. So that's it. I will continue 32. to work out and continue to try to stay in shape just because. There you go, Jay. You know, you're crushing it. I yeah. tweeted the other day. I'm getting to the point. College players are saying ma'am to me during interviews Ooh. now. Ooh. Um, and I don't, I'm like really struggling with it. I'm not going to lie because here's the thing. And I used to get in trouble for doing this. Like when mm -hmm. I first started at ESPN, even occasionally I'll still say, sir, ma'am on occasion. Yeah. And I try and explain to people like in the South, it's not a matter of age. It's a right. matter of like respect, respect mm -hmm. and certainly directed towards someone that you think has like a position of authority over you. It can be someone that's your age, but like, if they're your superior, it's ma'am or sir. But when you get out of the South, people don't view it that way. And they're like, no, 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 do not call me ma'am or sir. It's insulting. And I just always have defended it. Yeah. But now I'm on the receiving end of it and I'm understanding yeah. why people have hated it so much. But like for me, when I'm interviewing these college kids, I still feel like I'm 23, fresh out of college, starting in the industry. And so when they say, ma'am, it slaps me across the face. I mean, I have really, <laughs> I've had a hard time. Nonetheless, let's talk some football, shall we? We have the finale of the Tiger season happening on Tuesday in the Birmingham Bowl, and we will be facing a very good Houston team out of the American Conference. They actually concluded their season with an 11-2 and record. They obviously played in the conference championship against Cincinnati, who we all know is going to be playing Alabama in the playoffs. So they lost that game 35-20, to but otherwise have had a really solid season. People could argue that some of the wins were not very uh, reputable, but nonetheless, an 11 and two record and some solid athletes led by coach Dana Holgerson. Some of you may remember he's been at West Virginia in the past. So definitely a, a reputable program and one that um, has certainly had sustained success. 
um, and isn't going to be an easy task for the Tigers. And as we all know, Auburn doesn't always do well in bowl games that they should. Um, it has not been a uh, pattern of ours as of late to really come out and show what we're capable of in bowl games. And I mean, Jay, we've talked about it so many times, just the the balancing act of, of bowl games, I guess, in terms of what the playoff has done to it, in terms of guys opting out for the NFL. It's kind of changed the nature of bowl season a little bit. But look, there is a lot of opportunity here for guys to take advantage of given the fact that a lot's going to change next year. As we know, Bo Nix has moved on. We have a new offensive coordinator coming in. There's a lot of guys who could be essentially viewing this as a time to show coach Harson why they're capable of being a starter next year. Yeah. That's all right. You speaking all the facts. So uh, when you talk about you know, Auburn not being so successful in the last couple of years in bowl games, you know, it's absolutely yeah. true. You know, like we've struggled over the last five to six years in bowl games. And I don't know if it's cause the kids are checking out and, but it is very important that you finish your season with a, with a win because you want to go into spring ball. You want to go into you know, that off season feeling good about yourself, you know, no one right. wants to carry a loss into the off season. You got to wait a whole nother seven months before you can go out there and try to get another W just to clean that up. And right. if you're a senior, you want to go out on the limb, you know, you want to go out, you know, with your head hanging high, but a lot of these guys has already opted out. All right. Roger McCrary. We already figured that first team, all American, probably yeah. first round draft pick, you know, uh, Nate Broham. Uh, he's, uh, he's out of this game. Uh, I think I said it right, but, but there's you a didn't. couple other, you didn't, oh, I didn't. Brahms, I didn't. Brahms, Brahms. So <laughs> Brahms, you think I had a name by them, but Broham. You know, it's so I like Broham. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He probably preferred that too, though. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's out of this game and then we're not sure about Papo and McLean. If both of those guys are out, then you have to look McLean's for, uh, out. Yeah. So see, that's another guy that's out. So you're talking about, you're going to see a lot of new faces on this, in this bowl game. And that yeah. could be a good thing for Auburn because these guys can get some reps in a real life game, head into the spring ball where they have film, they have to study from and watch. And, you know, everyone's wondering, okay, what's going to happen with the quarterback position in the bowl game? No, no, Bo has moved on to Oregon. So would this team be given to TJ Finley? Would, would Demetrius Davis be the guy? Or will it be the kid we just signed from high school? So there's a lot of moving parts. And we've heard that Davis has taken a lot of reps in, in the bowl mm -hmm. practice. So it wouldn't hurt to put him in this game and let him get some real live action just because you got a quarterback competition going into the spring. And right. you don't know what this kid can do. What, what someone does in practice can be totally different than what someone does in a game, you know? Mm -hmm. So and he's already redshirted. So he's not going to lose that year because he has to play in four games and he hasn't played right. in any. So go ahead and put him out there. Let him get a few reps in why TJ start and do his thing, but still mix in a little bit of Demetrius, just so you can kind of see what you have, what you have head into the spring, because there's a lot to unravel uh, for this football team head into 2022. Good gracious. And as is so common in the SEC, the quarterback position is going to be the focal point for a lot of the offseason moves. I wouldn't be surprised if they try and grab somebody out of the transfer portal as well and have them added into the quarterback competition that we're likely going to have. But in terms of the bowl game, yes, obviously keep in mind TJ Finley coming off an ankle injury that he sustained in the Iron Bowl was playing on it. Um, Reports are saying that he is doing a lot better and is expected to be the starter. I have no thought that that's going to change. For me, I'm trying to see where I'm at now because this kid was a four-star coming out of high school. We just signed a four-star last week. So mm -hmm. 
you know, they're going to be competing anyways. And competition brings out the best. Let's think about it. I don't like to talk about Alabama on our show, but let's just say, like, you know, for example, you had Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts get, you know, gets banged up a little bit, gets pulled from a game. Tua goes in. You know what I'm saying? Tua gets banged up a little bit, and then Jalen Hurts comes back in and helps win the SEC championship, which sent them to the national championship. And then, you know, and then so you have to be ready and prepared to have two guys. I don't understand what's wrong with these teams nowadays where they're afraid to have two guys. Like if yeah, you have a starter, you have a starter and he's afraid of somebody else coming in and taking his job, then your butt needs to work harder instead mm-hmm. of being scarier. Work harder. You yeah. know, like because what you think gonna happen when you get to the next mm-hmm. level? You think it's just gonna get easy? No, it's gonna get harder because guys are competing to feed their families. So sure. you know, if you're gonna run for competition, you're gonna be run for competition your whole life. Like at some mm-hmm. point you have to believe in yourself and say, Hey, I don't care who you bring in. He's not beating me out because right. I believe in myself and what I can do and bring to the table. A hundred percent. I think this is a fantastic opportunity to get him out there and see what he can do. I also think against a, a pretty capable Houston defense, his run ability is certainly something that could be utilized. And that's not a strength of TJ Finley. We know that, but honestly, like seeing this Davis kid in the uh, spring game on a day, He's got an arm too. So I, I think like there's, there's a threat of a deep ball with him. He can evade pressure better than TJ Finley can. So I actually like him better in this matchup. I just don't know if they're going to try and just close this thing out, having not put him out there in live reps yet for whatever coaching philosophy they may see behind that and the value in giving him still more practice time before throwing it out there. And like, you know, it can potentially affect confidence if done too, too early or in the wrong situation. Like, I don't know. I, I, I hope we see him, but if we don't, I'm sure there's, there's reasoning behind that. And it's not because they don't think he's capable. Well, my over and under is we'll probably see him for about five to 10 plays. Five to 10. I'll take it. I'll take it. Now, like you said, we will not be seeing for any plays a few guys who are incredibly important. So Kobe McLean and Roger McCreary have opted out to focus on the NFL draft. Um, Now, one definite, though, second leading tackler Chandler Wooten is going to play. So we do know that we got that one, which is great. Owen Papo, who missed seven games this season due to injury, is back practicing, but his status is uncertain. Um, So I think that there's going to be opportunity for some younger guys, as they should take it, to kind of show like, hey, we're the next generation. Because what has become expected of this Auburn defense are those star power guys. I mean, they... They've been the face of this team, uh, aside from Bo Nix this year and Tank Bigsby, obviously, but the defensive side has been consistent and they're led by those big name guys. I mean, think back to Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis, then you got Igbenogany who just got drafted high. I mean, like it's become kind of a pattern for this Auburn defense. And so to see Zacoby and Roger moving on, it opens the door for the next big name guy. And I think Nehemiah Pritchett has done a really great job and is kind of starting to build that name. Jalen Simpson is another one, but it opens up time for guys like Wesley Steiner and Cam Riley, who were the most utilized at linebacker behind the three big names that we all know. So I think that defensively, it could be a great opportunity for us to kind of see the, the depth that has been established on that side of the ball, because it's certainly there. Even if we don't have Papo, I'm hoping he gets to play. But even if we don't, again, I'm not worried about the defensive side. 
Yeah, I just think defensively, like, we're still in a good place. Like, Jalen Simpson's the guy that's had many reps, you know, mm-hmm. nearby Prickett. You know, everyone thought he would be the other corner this year. We ended up moving him to mostly nickel this season. So, you yep. know, these guys are experienced guys. So, them filling in the role, it's kind of like you just said, it's almost sound like DBU for a second there. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you're Jalen Simpson, nearby Prickett, you're the next guys to take on that take on that so I think their confidence is up I think they'll be up for the challenges the basic Zach Etheridge was at Houston last year you know Mm -hmm. this is his first year at Auburn coming over from Houston so he knows a lot about that football team and and some of their weapons on the offensive side of the ball so you know that helps us in the pass defense so when you think about you know the guys that are be coming in and everything as well like the Juco guys we signed two junior college uh cornerbacks you know and then we get the number one player in Juco as Taylor would like to say the name, uh, I was at my bottom. I'm not even <laughs> trying. <laughs> so I'll the number one it. player in Juco is coming in at the defensive line position. And the only person we're losing off the defensive line this year is Tony Fair. And he was a transfer over from UAB last year. So from a 2022 standpoint, our defensive front is going to be, again, our biggest bread and butter. So right. just, uh, if Derek Hall returns. Yes, it's Derek Hall. We don't know that for sure. I would would probably bet that that Derek Hall comes back. I think he should. Yeah, I think he should too. I'm just like, like, if you come back, like, look at who you would be playing with. Mm -hmm. You know, like your defensive front, those guys coming back in the rotation. And you have another year, you know, in the system of this different style of defense that Derek Mason likes to run. So to me, like, experience is something you can't teach. So if Mm -hmm. you out there playing in this year's system and you like, Oh man, yeah, I remember we did this last season, so I can adjust here. Like that's yeah. a huge advantage. You'll steadily improve the more comfortable you are in the system. Yeah. I've, and and he really would be a staple piece if he came back. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really hoping he does. But you're right. I mean, the D line could certainly be the most experienced group that we have returning. So uh, that's and good things have happened when our defensive front was strong. So um, looking forward to that now. Obviously, we're going to be without a few big names on the defensive side. Houston will be as well. They it, Recent news, they are going to be without their star cornerback, Marcus Jones, as well. Um, he's a junior corner. Big, big, big guy for them. Uh, has certainly had a great season. Has decided to um, declare for the draft and focus on that. So he's going to be foregoing the bowl game as well. So they're dealing with that same issue that we are. Um, it's kind of the nature of bowls these, these days. Yeah. But... To me, oh, it's just here we bowl go. Game. Yeah, to me, it's just bowl games. There's so many now. And yeah. I think they're trying to put a game on TV every day during the holiday season. It's a money because maker. Because it, it's a money maker. It gives people something to watch. And, you know, I get it from that standpoint, but at least have a winning record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to me, like I know Auburn is six and six. I would prefer them just seven. be already in the offseason working. You know what Agreed. I'm saying? Because, because if you have to get to that seventh win, it, it it makes the game a lot more stronger towards the end of the season where guys are not tanking or not being like, well, I'm out of here. Like if you're six and five in that last game, you know, it means something for you to get into a bowl game like yeah. across the country. You're going to see totally, totally different efforts. But if they know that six and six, they're still getting a bowl game. Then it's like, okay, what the heck? You know, we lost. Oh, we as still long going as we to a bowl. break even. Yeah. Like we got to find some type of pair to make these kids compete and the opting out of bowl games. You know, it's like, it's a 50-50 thing with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand if a guy is not playing in a playoff, like Roger McCreary, for example. Okay, he's not playing because he's a first-team All-American. He's a for-sure first-round draft pick, you know, and 
this gang, this game really can't help him. You know what I'm saying? He's already reached the pinnacles in college. And sure. if it was in the playoffs, yes, he would be playing. But a game like this, I can see the risk is not worth the reward. So, right. but there are some guys that need this game and need to be playing. Okay, but then comes the argument that, okay, it like you just said, this doesn't help him. Okay, well, then this game is self-serving. At what level is it? For the team, Derek Brown did not play in the bowl game because it was going to help his draft stock. He knew what he was getting. He did it because he had a job to finish with his team. Right. And that's my thing. Like, that's why I say it's 50 50 because right. I'm a team player first. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then I'm just like, if I was going to get hurt, I would have got hurt then. You know, so you can't it, be thinking about like getting hurt when you're playing in games because yeah. that's when you do get hurt. Like, you have to go out there mentality that I'm going to give it my all because these brothers that I'm playing with. We're locked in. We've been locked yeah. in. So I want to finish it with them. So it does mean something from that standpoint. Like, it's not about just me, but this is the NCAA problem. They started yeah. this type of rule. So yeah. they've opened a the door. Anytime you open a door, you start giving 18 to 22 year olds kids uh, a voice and doing things like, oh, I want to play or not play. Mm hmm. This is what you're going to start seeing. So some of the bowl games are not going to be as competitive as they would be because think about it. You're not having Roger McCurry. That's a big loss. You're not yeah. having McLean. That's a big loss. Like if Derrick Brown didn't play when he played, that's a huge loss. Like right. some of these bowl teams, like the kid from, from Houston, he's not playing. Mm -hmm. That's a big loss for them. You know so you're really, so you're getting a bowl game, but you're not getting like the actual football team that you saw play during the year. Mm -hmm. So we're not getting the defense that we saw against Alabama. Right. And that's why I think these, these games become less, I guess, entertaining because it does, it starts feeling like, okay, well, this isn't a fair representation of this team. If anything, it's actually more of a preview of next year. It's not the finale of this team. Half these guys are freaking quarterbacks with Oregon. Like it's just, right. it's a completely different narrative now. So much happens after the final game of regular season that these bowls, it's almost like you can't consider them the you know the bow on the season that you're mm -hmm. currently in it's more of a an insight into what the next right. one's going to be like yeah and that's exactly what it is it's basically you're just getting a look at your spring football team yeah and you're just gonna look <laughs> at it in december and early january because yeah. you know it just kind of takes the luster off of it a little bit but i think when they expand the playoff system hopefully they try to figure out a way to put more yeah yeah, put a seven win season on getting into bowl games because yeah, it will show a little bit more importance. And I agree. Um, another position group that is certainly going to be feeling the impact of absences is the offensive line, which <sighs> woof, <laughs> as if we needed anything else <laughs> against that. Uh, they'll be down at least three starting adjacent offensive linemen. Obviously, center Nick Brahms is out. He underwent surgery. Right tackle Brodarius Ham has opted out for the NFL. That's what you were doing. You were combining Brodarius Ham and Nick yeah, Brahms and it, said Broham. Right. There you go. Lord See, have mercy. Talents. Oh, sure. That's what it is. <laughs> he opted out for the NFL, and Tashawn Manning has transferred and actually landed at Kentucky interestingly enough. So it is going to be Jaleel Irvin in at center and the offensive line will look a little bit different. So interesting to see that as well as some quarterback movement. So I'm not sure what to expect in this one, Jay. I think Houston is a very capable team. I would argue that Auburn has better athletes. It's just a matter of what they bring to this matchup, especially the ones who maybe haven't had a ton of playing time. 
Yeah, you, you, like you said it, like this matchup is, who's going to be calling the plays for us? We haven't even talked about that. I'm going to have to guess that it's probably going to be Coach Harson. Harson, you know, yeah. because like I said, we hired, we hired Austin Davis. Um, yeah. The guy from, guy from Seattle, who Russell Wilson. And so, you know, he's gotten high regards around the league. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is a guy that I know personally from Mississippi, a great person well, and everything. Like I said, yes, he comes with a lot of inexperience. Uh, and, yeah. and the thing about behind that is, I think Coach Harson is doing what Gus did with Dylan Ham a couple of years ago. You know, he brought the guy in to really be the quarterback coach and kind of, you know, develop some type of plays, but it's really Harson's job as the OC and yeah. the play caller. But Austin Davis would be there for assistance and, you know, developing other quarterbacks. So, you know, it's one of those type of deals. So we'll see how it goes and everything, wishing the best. Uh, and like you said before the show, he can relate with a lot of these young kids because yeah. he's not that old. You know, he's, he's part of the younger 32. generation. Yeah, or, you know, yeah, he's part of the younger generation. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's just see what happens there. But I think this is going to be a first opportunity for Auburn fans to see Coach Harson call plays and how would it mm-hmm. look different from what Mike Bobo did during the season and um, and everything. So that's one of the things I'm going to be looking at and uh, from that standpoint. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that. But the guys have said a lot in practice lately that there is more tempo that Harson wants to go with tempo. He's he's even in terms of how practice is run, it's a lot faster. So I think that he's, he's got his style that he's implementing. And in terms of the Austin Davis hire, we've, even though it wasn't official last week, you and I talked a good bit about it on last week's episode, but you know, we did say that this does kind of make sense for where Harson is in kind of this rebuild right now. And I oh, yeah. think bringing in a younger guy that isn't set in his ways and is kind of going to learn and be molded and bring new innovative ideas and certainly bring energy, which is fantastic. But I think that there is room that Harson is still going to have a very prominent fingerprint on this offense. It's not going to be bringing in a guy like Mike Bobo, who's been doing this for so long and has his way and his stamp and that Harson has to just let it go that's not what this dynamic is going to be. And I think that is going to behoove Harson because of his background being so heavily offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that where this Austin Davis guy lacks in experience, he makes up for an ambition because I think yeah. if you are getting an opportunity at this age and this early in your career, you don't take it lightly. How could you, you know, I mean, right. y- you know, that this is a, for all intents and purposes, a shot in the dark for this program that yeah. is banking on you this much and sees your potential enough to commit to you like this. I mean, he played at yeah. Southern Miss. This isn't Southern Miss making him the offensive coordinator. This is an right. SEC team making him an offensive coordinator when he's only had three years coaching and it yeah. was as a QB coach. So like, right. you know, that this program is essentially taking a risk. You're not dumb. You know that Mm -hmm. and believes in you enough to give you an unbelievable opportunity. You are going to work so hard and bring so much ambition to this program because you want to prove them right for believing in you. Right. And plus, yeah, look at it from a long-term perspective. If he does well and the quarterbacks, like put away, if coach Harson is doing really good play calling and his quarterbacks are doing really good, then what's next? Like what's next for him is somebody that's going to come knocking on the door, offering him a million dollar salary to be yep. the offensive coordinator. And so he has an opportunity to move up 
in the rank. So yeah. he's definitely going to take this, uh, this job, very important and everything. And, uh, and see what happens. Like I say, Dillingham, he was here. He ended up leaving and ended up at Florida state as offense coordinator. Now he's right. the offense coordinator at Oregon, which is probably why Bo went there. Cause Bo and him had the ties at Auburn his freshman year. Yeah. So, you know, it's all just a revolving door sometimes when it comes to these coaches and everything. Once you're in the fraternity, you're in the fraternity. It's just about how far you move up and how, and how low you, you fall. But I, yeah. I tell you, like, it's a great opportunity. So, we'll see what happens hopefully we'll get them on this show and uh i know we'll have to, to do that to first hand so i'm gonna have to work on that that'll be part of my job <laughs> and uh, <laughs> everything we'll do that for sure and he is not going to be in attendance for the bowl game i'm sure some people are like wait where's the new oc what's going on he is completing his season with the seahawks so he is not going to be in auburn until the seahawks season is done so that's yeah, why he will done. not be their season's been done <laughs> season's done <laughs> <laughs> touche <laughs> until the nfl season's completed i guess whatever um then he will be moving to auburn and beginning but uh that's why he won't be at the bowl game if anyone's confused on that so um anyway before we uh close this thing up we just wanted to give a, a quick little rundown ahead of the christmas break and the bowl game but you did mention obviously bo nix has landed at his next destination which is Oregon he will be playing in the Pac-12 kind of ironic and um I don't know interesting I guess that he landed at the school that he beat in his first ever college game um that was his collegiate debut was in Dallas against Oregon and now he'll be playing with them so uh what were your thoughts on seeing this um news well, the fact that he didn't go somewhere else in the SEC, like Ole Miss or, you know, somewhere else like that, I, I think he thought long and hard about that. Uh, the main thing for me is it's always a connect. And I think he really was going to Texas with the Longhorns until yeah. the quarterback from Ohio State, that was the number one quarterback in the class of 2022, could decided to go there so taylor's dropping stuff but decided Sorry. to go <laughs> decided to go there so uh once he decided to go there i think that's that changed his mindset and the way he looked about uh which team to go to like i said dillingham was with him his freshman year at auburn which statistically was his best year at auburn and and now he's the offensive coordinator at the university of oregon so Oregon familiarity plays. Yeah, so it familiarity is why he would end up there. And I think his relationship with, with Dillingham has paid huge dividends for that decision. But we will see him bright and early. They play University of Georgia, the opening game, 2022. It's exciting. So, Do you think he'll be the starter? Well, I, I hope. I know he has two years left because of covid but technically, this is his senior year, and I think he's probably trying to see if he can put himself in position to go pro after this year. But I hope that he made this decision no that, he's going to be the, that he's going to be the starter because otherwise, yeah. why would you leave Auburn then? I'm pretty sure they have to promise him something, which I don't like yeah. giving promises to, to, to kids. I like people to compete for. But I would think highly that he's probably going to be the starter there. You know, they yeah. put, put him in the uniform of Oregon on front of the, on the, front of the deal. But, you know see what happens for him and everything. And I, I hope he's the starter that he made that decision to leave. My only thing about him leaving Auburn is we didn't get a chance to see the finished product. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like these last three years we've been going through this thing with Bo where it's a roller coaster. You have the highs, you have the lows, and then you see him peak for a really good four games, and then he'll have an off game. But 
you know, we didn't really get a chance to see like, okay, how did it all come together from year three and put I, it all together and see what happens this last season. So it's almost like he left open-ended. Yeah. I, so a couple things here. One, I don't think we would have seen that finished product at Auburn. I think he was unable to find a consistent solid. Sometimes you can love something too much. And I think Bo loves Auburn so much. And it was built up to be such a narrative that this was the dream come true that his dad, I mean, like how many times have we all heard about like the Auburn legacy that he was. And sometimes when that is all consuming, you almost can't perform because you can't relax. There's so there's almost too much to it. Um, And so I think that that matched with the fact that he was always going to be compared to good bow or bad bow. You know, we talked about the up and down. It was the narrative of what he was as an Auburn quarterback. That was always going to be the case. So I think that that wasn't going to ever feel like a finished product just because of the nature of the situation, not because of bow, but the nature of the situation. And again, a different offensive coordinator. It, it would have been, regardless of how much pull we think Austin Davis is going to have, he worked with Mike Bobo for a year, the third offensive coordinator he had. Now, I do think him and Harson had developed a relationship by that point, so that would have helped. But whatever Mike Bobo was instilling in you, you got to flip the script again. At least at Oregon, he's going with somebody that he can tap back into previous experiences with. I think... I think he needed that fresh start. So either if we see a finished product at Oregon, I won't kick myself thinking like we would have had that at Auburn. I don't but think I, yeah, we would have had that at Auburn. Because it's tougher too. It is. You're 100% right. But I also think that there may be, and look, I, I like Bo and I want him to succeed. And I think very highly of him. I think, Sometimes in college football, we're putting the what's the term? The the buggy before the horse. Oh, yeah, we put the, the carriage before the horse. Carriage yeah. before the horse. Let's see. We we're hyping these kids up to be something that they almost can't attain. And we expect so much of them. And I think there was so much hype around Bo. And whenever he pulls out those magical performances. We don't just commend a job well done. We start talking about a freaking Heisman. (laughs) Like it's just, it was almost too much. And so I, I don't know that he's ever going to live up to whatever precedent was set for him, which is not his fault. I think he could be a really solid quarterback. I think we needed to scale back on the expectations a little bit. No, I definitely agree. And the only reason I gave Taylor to 1230 people is because I know she has another I have a meeting. She has to be a meeting <laughs> she has to be in. So we're gonna let her be able to check out. But yes, I would Thank say you. this though. I think Bo is uh, you know, like I said, he made the decision. There's no right or wrong decision. Yeah. I you know, wish him well. But you know, Auburn, I think they're they're in a position to have some guys to fill the spot. So we'll see what happens. We certainly will. And we will see what happens in this season finale in the Birmingham Bowl. Reminder, it is happening Tuesday, December 28th, 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff, right? 11 a.m. Central? Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, 11 a.m. Central, 12 12 Eastern. Yeah. At the new Protective Stadium in Birmingham. And if you are not attending, which Jason and I will be there, 
we will be live on ESPN. Your girl will be the sideline reporter. So shout out to all our listeners who will be watching. Um, and it should be a great day of some football and a great game. And hopefully we can close this thing out with a dub and get coach Harson his first bowl win here at Auburn. So we will talk after that and recap that probably will be after the new year as well. So we can recap the playoff and see how all of this is going to unfold, but we definitely have some good, uh, bowl matchups happening this week so everybody enjoy it merry christmas everybody enjoy the holidays get some time with your family and then enjoy bowls because in a month we won't have football and um we'll all cry okay everybody thank you for listening to us here on believe in everything auburn taylor davis jason campbell love breaking down everything about our tigers we will get more heavily basketball influenced once football is wrapped up you know how we do but hang with us thank you for listening every week enjoy the bowl we'll talk soon war eagle people merry christmas happy new year (laughs) without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.